This is the Awesome Hour coming at you from gradio.ca. You can catch us every Friday at 7. Stay awesome. This episode of the Awesome Hour is brought to you by Concept Beard Co. Put it in your beard. Beard oils and fonts. Handcrafted for the discerning gentleman. Go to conceptbeard.com and use Awesome at checkout and save yourself 10%. Hey, on tonight's show, we're joined by two Pete guests, only Gavin ever. You may remember him from two episodes ago. He's back. He's hanging out. He brought a friend, though. Tonight we got, oh, let's do this right. We got the man about town, the architect of the Archer era. Correct. Did I say it right? I of want to course. say Era of Archer. It is Era of Archer. That's what it is. Damn, son of a bitch. I fucked right. it up. We got Thaddeus Archer the third. Ivan, yes, I am a TA3 guy. Hit the drop. Welcome to the Awesome Hour. I am the smartest man alive! This is the source for all the things you didn't or even want to know, including all our bad life choices and mistakes, so you can stay awesome. The Awesome Hour. Hey, what's up? I'm Alec. Jean-Paul Ivan. I'm Gavin. And we're also joined by... Thaddeus Archer III, the Paragon of Style, the Guru of Guile, the man whose suits drive all your mothers wild. Do you know how hard it was to spit out that fucking... Oh, uh, when, I with, saw that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. duh, duh, but I got it out. And, yeah, and I, you didn't get PWA correct. You I said PMA. PMA. Did I say PMA? Like yeah. yeah. Mm, well, positive positive minute minute dude, yeah, this is That's all right. CM Punk fan yeah. over here. Yeah. Anyways, Thad, Gavin. Gavin, welcome back. I'm benching you to the side, though, tonight because you brought this sexy motherfucker with you. Where do you get your suits, sir? That is number one on the docket. I used I used to actually, for the longest time, it was a trade secret. I didn't want to let people know. Because they don't. I, yeah, but at the same time, I, I really want to get sponsored by the company I get most of my suits <laughs> from. I know I probably won't through the, through the, the podcast here, but... Uh, you never this, know. This one right here. I mean, if you look, Novelty Suits up online. Yeah. Oppa Suits is sort of the biggest brand. Yeah. Uh, lots of people wear it. Steve-O is a big fan of them. He wears a lot of them. Uh, a lot of my other suits, though, so the whole thing about the novelty suits where it sort of began yeah. was they were called bachelor party suits. Okay. And in England, a bunch of lads would get on their crazy suits and Oi. go have a bachelor party down at the pub. Let's go drink some warm milk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, so it kind of be began there. There's places in the UK, and that's where I started getting my suits initially was over the pond. Bala. And bring them in. And so, like, some of my suits I get from a place called Stag Suits in Germany and a couple other places, and I just kind of... A couple I am always there. I I am always, always researching suits. Eventually, I none of them are actually custom, even though I've claimed it numerous times. Yeah. But I eventually will get custom suits done, but I'm just waiting to find that right seamstress that suits are ridiculously hard and time-consuming. 100%. So, like, I, I know girls or guys even that make all the wrestlers gear. Yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, I might think of it. And then it's like, oh, suit patterns. Uh, it's Never easy mind. to make, like, a spandex unitard, but yeah. a full suit with a tie. And, like, that's my thing is I have to have... The jacket, the pants. The You're looking good, though. So, yeah. Reminisce Jimmy Hart, maybe. Even, yes. Yep. That you met, but we're going to get to that yep. later. Hey, Thad, what's your origin story? Where do you come from? My what's origin. your story? You're the commish of the PWA yep. Edmonton. I heard you just might have turned heel. We'll talk about that a yep. little later. But where did you where did you start from the grassroots to the top of the kingdom? How'd you get there? Oh, that's, that's a long storied history. Uh, like I said before, I was bitten by a radioactive Don Cherry. And that's, that's weird, and, and but I like sucker it. punched by bubbles, and it just kind of all came together. It came right? together. I yeah. like it. Um, no, I, how I really started in wrestling, like there's sort of two origin stories. So Thaddeus didn't uh, years and years ago. I used to 
I didn't know how to get into wrestling, so mm -hmm. I started a wrestling company that did backyard wrestling in a bar. Uh, Were you a juggalo? <laughs> I not a juggalo. I listened to ICP. I had listened, but I was I've never painted my face. Yet. Yeah, I've watched uh, Stranglemania 1 and 2 and lots of Juggalo Championship wrestling. <laughs> some but, good wrestling, uh, Yeah, though. no, there's some fun stuff in there. Some yeah. You should watch Stranglemania if you ever get a chance. It's yeah. them doing commentary to old, like, Terry Funk, Mick uh, Foley, Foley. Uh, hardcore cool. Japanese matches yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, yeah matches, so it's like, yeah. it's like uh, what is it, uh, Cactus Sack and Drunk... Terry uh, Funk or something like that, and that's what they Terry call Terry Drunk, or yeah, or something yeah, like Terry that. Terry Drunk but. and Cactus Sack. Very suiting, yeah. if you think. So about I, it. I didn't know any better. I didn't know how to get into things properly. I always wanted to be part of wrestling, and so we did this. And at one point, I was playing a couple characters, and I was playing a masked character that did his own ring entrance. Yeah. So you know, I'd grab it, and it was Mr. Anarchy, and I had an anarchy sign spray painted on my back, and wearing a mask you couldn't tell my that's face. Punk, that's punk rock, my friend. And I did just. And it looked sort of like a mix between punk and luchador. And I do, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Anarchy Productions proudly presents to you the soon-to-be EBW champion of the world. And then I'd rip off, that's, of course, Road Dog. And yeah. then I'd rip off Mr. Anderson with Mr. Anarchy. That's amazing. Anarchy. And one of the people in the, I was actually the ring announcer for a local yeah. actual wrestling company, saw me. He didn't want to be the ring announcer anymore he wanted to move up and be the commissioner or general manager so he had to go out and find a replacement for him brought me in as a ring announcer so that's how i started actual professional wrestling as a Perfect. ring announcer did that for a while and just found that like so the love of wrestling was always there. oh always there and I, i'm a closet wrestling fan my father hated wrestling so really okay i never i never sad <laughs> to say this I never had any of the merchandise. Uh, I never had the Stone Cold shirt. I, I was all through Hulk Hogan, yeah, straight through to you know the the Austin era. I never had any of that stuff because never got to go to indie shows. No, no, I grew up in a small town, and my dad, my dad would never have taken really? me. Really? Yeah. So never got to experience any of this. And when I, you know, came to Edmonton, you were just like, "Fuck it, I'm diving head first well, into and this." Well, that's the thing is, I saw this metalhead guy that would like literally start fights in bars, but they were like stage fights and they're yeah. doing promos, and that's why I was like. That's my tick, and I jumped on and actually made a company out of it. And we even had a belt made by Wildcat Belts yeah. that uh, makes all the WWE ones now, yeah. like the US and everything. We had, like, it was everything. Thing. It, yeah, but it was like Fight Club because there was a commission. Well, there is a commission, uh, but wrestling's no longer a part of it. But the Edmonton Competitive Sports Commission was trying to find us yeah. because we were doing this, it was legal. And then we were doing it with bars, and AGLC was trying to find us because we were doing it without a wrestling license from the Edmonton Competitive Dude, Sports Commission. You guys were fucking bad. Oh, it, it, was, it was fun. Like, but the, <clears throat> at the same time, looking back at it and what we were actually doing there, it wasn't wrestling. You know, we weren't trained properly. The guy who did it had, like, into a heart camp and yeah. learned some stuff and he was great but like we weren't doing real wrestling and you need the ring and you need to learn how to fall properly you need to learn how to take a bump yes yeah, yeah. so I got to learn that through uh, the company I was with at the, you know when I got into ring announcing I there was an opportunity to train before shows yeah. or someone had a ring uh, actually Teddy Hart had a ring out of his place so I go and learn because I wanted to learn because in my mind I've always wanted to be a manager yeah. I love it's such a nuanced uh, sort of off the side role in wrestling, but it can be so important. And no, you need it. Like when you have somebody like a Brock Lesnar, they need a Paul Heyman. Yeah. I don't know if CM Punk needed a Paul Heyman. No, but Pete, uh, Paul Heyman brought him in. Did you made him a thing? Yep. Top three managers in your opinion? Who are oh, they? Top. Well, and we'll stick with WWE. F. Oh no, I'll go across the board. Okay. I've, I've researched them like crazy. Uh, obviously, number one with me is always going to be Heenan. Yeah. Bobby the Brain Heenan mm -hmm. is number one. I pattern. Some of what I do on him, you know, even like when you watch the, just the way he would bump, yeah, uh, 
that's like that's you've got to be all out there because the manager's not going to get bumped or thrown around a lot. So when you do, you got to make you it gotta look sell like it. Godzilla just hit you. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Heenan, Heyman, or Paulie Dangerously. Yeah. Uh, I was watching. W, I was and WCW. Yeah, the Dangerous Alliance. Um, that was my actually my dad had just gotten TBS. He got in cable, and this comes on. I'm like, there's a whole other wrestling. <laughs> there's WCW. What and the Paul fuck? Heyman. Yeah. So, so that Paul Heyman, and then the last one is always tough for me. I'd probably have to say Jimmy Hart. I, yeah. Jim Cornette's in there, but uh, sometimes Jimmy, man, I don't know. Why didn't Paul Bear make it? I grew up a diehard Undertaker fan, yeah. so why not Paul Bear? It just—he'd be, you know what? Have you ever seen any of his Percy Pringle stuff? No. When he was, his hair was dyed blonde, and he was managing uh, stunning Steve Austin. Yep. Yeah, yep. like he was a great manager. I have nothing against him. I just, I'd, I'd if I pattern or take anything, yeah. it'd be less from Paul Heyman and more from Percy Pringle. Fair enough. Um, he'd be like in the top ten for sure, though. I like, guess Paul Heyman or. Um, Paul Bear is very Art Paul Bear, niche. Yeah. yeah, but it, in his own right, like to do that voice and to right. sell that character. <laughs> and if you look at where he came from, and then all of a sudden it's like 180 and he's Paul Bear, mm-hmm. it just blows your mind. That's like, awesome. Yeah. So Jimmy Hart, you got to meet him. Yes. How was that? It was good. As he, somebody who's a manager fanboy, as someone who wants to be the manager, yep. how was that? It was good. I wish I like I could have just sat and picked his brain more. Right. You know, it was like it was at an event and he'd just done the evening with Ric Flair and it was the end of the night and he had gone through everyone and I waited patiently and sort of hung around. So it was kinda of right at the end, just had basically a little talk with him, said Still I'm a manager. Though. He loved my style. I'm yeah. actually I think I was wearing I the think suit. you were wearing that one, yeah. Yeah, suit I'm wearing now. He loved it, but we didn't get like I didn't get to pick his brain and ask him any questions. No. At the same time, to get to meet him and to watch him, like, when you watch him even up on stage, how old he is and everything, he, he never skips a beat. He's still got it all. Like, he can just talk a mile a minute and he's still got he's his, Jimmy, it, man. Yeah. He's, like, he's not lost any of it. It was nuts, like, because I was working with them that night, <clears throat> and, like, I had to drive Jimmy around to the sound check and then over to the dinner with Rick. And, you know, he's just, you know, so quiet and calm. Yeah. And then he gets a phone call. He's like, oh, excuse me here for a second. With his little southern accent. And he's like, okay. Runs through the date. Runs through whatever. And he just explodes and cuts this promo for a radio station. That's something. He just turns it on like that. He just turned it on. He's like, hey, it's Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the south. And you can catch me at the monster truck show down at Padonkin, wherever, right? And and he's like, is that good enough for y'all? Okay. (laughs) Thank you. And that was it. <laughs> and then he's just quiet in the back and then, again. And then he's just like back to telling me stories about like going to Japan or just being oh. around in the circuit or like coming up here with the Stampede like yeah. circuit too, right? So he wasn't up here much, but like just hearing all these stories from him was really cool too. But like I wish Thad could have been in my spot there for that yeah. most of the day because oh, like, I would have just like I would have okay. picked his and brain. like he was Thad, cool enough gotta, to do the promo. You got to drive him for, around. Uh, and you Eddie got to answer by Gavin. Yeah. yeah, your name is Gavin now. Yeah, so. <laughs> Dude, like, that's amazing. Yeah, no, like, and Jimmy cut that promo yeah, with it, uh, Eddie Rude. Yeah, yeah there's a, one of the local wrestlers uh, paid for a promo with Jimmy Hart. So, uh, <laughs> Hey, man, we're all on Cameo now, yeah, so let's yeah, be yeah, serious. Yeah. Hey, whatever. It's <laughs> oh, yeah, but it was cleared, fun man. Because cleared, of, another friend fun. of ours was uh, sabotaging the promo in the background while it was happening, so it was beautiful. <laughs> I love indie wrestling. On both that's of them, awesome. too. Both takes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so as somebody who grew up loving wrestling but had to hide it to dive full face into it start your own thing and now you're the commission of edmonton yep. for uh pwa yes so you love independent how long have you been in the edmonton independent wrestling scene i think we're coming up about a decade 10 uh, years yeah eh? almost the big X. yeah i i want to say nine ten. i never keep track of things i always like kick myself i should write things down or yeah. keep track of things but i know 
like ring announcing include like when I got into actual independent. Did you ref at one point too? Uh, yeah, I put a picture up recently. I saw that, yeah. yeah. So what would happen is uh, when we work out of town shows, okay. like we go to Rimby or go to Red Deer or go somewhere else that sort of wasn't in the main circuit. Yeah. Um, sometimes you just want to do something different that night. Someone would want to try ring announcing or there'd yeah. be some local guy there that, you know, owns the Napa dealership that wants to be a ring announcer for yeah. a night, but he's absolutely horrible because he's got no personality. So He owns a Napa. Yeah, he owns a Napa serious. or something. He, 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 he sells, sells tractors. And, you know, yeah. So. so whatever, they let him do that. And it was that night, you know, someone said, you want to be a ref. And so through, you know, I probably... Five times, maybe ten. Yeah. I was a referee, and uh, I enjoyed it. But honestly, hardest job in pro wrestling. Yeah, hey, hardest job in pro wrestling. You, why do you say that? You don't realize what they have to do. You are the communication tool for everyone. Like you communicate for the wrestlers between each other. Yeah. Like if something's going to come up that's sort of big, and they've kind of lost track in yeah. their minds, because some guys can just call it as they go, and you know sometimes you grab a hole and you call it. And then sometimes, you know, you have something big coming up and you're on the other side of the ring. Well, the ref's checking on you. Go tell him this. Well, yeah. the ref goes, checks on him, tells him that. Oh, you okay. got to remember all this. You got to be there. You got to be down and doing like a proper count. Like in, in the process of just falling down kills you like over and over again. Like I've seen refs wear knee pads underneath their, their pants and their pants and, and counting and making it like look dramatic. It's all on the ref. Yeah. And then if something's happening on the outside or you're going too long. You know, the ring announcer or some ringside is going to be talking to the ref saying, okay, go home, wrap it up. And yeah. so, like, you're just you're kind of essential to everything. Yeah. Did you watch the Hot Ones with Stone Cold where he tells a story about how he shit himself? Yes. That was amazing. Yes. <laughs> I love those stories. My, my, actually, my favorite is when uh, when uh, Andre shit on Bam Bam Bigelow. I saw – did you see that one? What? Bam Bam talking? No. It no. Was, yeah, Bam Bam just basically – Andre was – Andre drank a lot. Yeah. And he just lost himself – just let himself go. He sat on him. And, Not a whole yeah. lot to hide in that spin. No, and, and Bam Bam was never a big fan of Andre after that. But he's no, laughing no in the shit. clip. You have to. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Lots of shit. Um, yeah. And Andre the Giant size shit too. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. That's like a well, fist size. That's like a bucket. So it was like drinking shit. So it was like diarrhea. Oh, that's yeah. that's a yeah. thing. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you've wave. been in the circuit now ten years. You've risen to the top. How did you become commish from the announcer? Is that just something that you actively pushed for until they finally <laughs> said, Dad, shut up. You're commish now. No, no. Is your commish of Edmonton? Is there a commish of Calgary then too? There is. Uh, with PWA, there's a, a... Can you explain PWA for those that aren't in the Edmonton, so Alberta region? Prairie Wrestling Alliance. Uh, I'm new to them, actually. I just started with them in January. Okay. Um, they've been around for 18 years. They yep. are sort of like the one company that sort of... Like Kurt that started PWA, he worked with Stampede in its dying days and worked with Bruce Hart and all them and sort of the road agent and helped book shows. So he took that and with Stampede sort of waning, you know, the last sort of... Because Stampede had a lot of... After the big Stampede, there was a lot of little bits of Stampede. Because if you look at independent wrestling, there's a lot of satellites, but no major... Right. So, how many different satellites, and would you say PWA would be the major in Alberta? Then, yeah, they're the so Prairie they're, Wrestling Alliance. Prairie Wrestling Alliance. Yeah, they are sort of the echelon, like they're the the cream of the crop. Yeah. Then there's a couple other companies that have been around for for a while in their own right, like somewhere between like 15, 16 years. So not too far after that. Yeah. And that's Monster Pro Wrestling and RCW. And so I worked with RCW sort of from ring announcer to 
leaving them and then coming to PWA in, in January. So most okay. of my time was actually with RCW. Okay. Uh, and then working with CWE, their uh, promotion that Gavin actually just uh, ring announced for them when they were yeah. in town. They're from they're from Manitoba, very well established in Manitoba. They're sort of the big thing. I think you told us a story about Honky Tonk Man and stuff. Well, that was when uh, I had done the booking for the festivals at Sonic yeah. Boom and yeah. all that. And that's when uh, we you had, mentioned uh, them. partnered with... Uh, it was MPW at the time yeah. when I was working with them. And then uh, ended up using PWA guys in Calgary for X-Fest. Okay. And that was a really cool change up on the roster, too. Yeah. yeah it was good times. That's yeah. awesome. Okay, so yep. you get your break with RCW? Yeah. Okay, what does RCW stand for? Real Canadian Wrestling. Okay, cool. Yeah. So yep. that's kind of like... That's down here. Then you would go to Monster, and then you want to go to like. Is, is there to a tier or? It's tough like, to say. It's for for the longest time. Like even I knew, being a, a performer, our, uh, PWA was sort of the place to go. Yeah, like, it was a place that held itself uh, in the most professional uh, fashion. It uh, you know worked together with tons of people in the local media. Um, okay. It just sort of was like an institution. Um, Monster was an institution in its own right. Like they mm-hmm. had quite a big time for a while there then it sort of waned uh rcw sort of stepped in after they sort of had their big boom and they were kind of like <sighs> trying to be pl- diplomatic here but they, they kind of like the renegades like they came in because they were working all outside and they finally okay. got to, like i said there's a commission they got a license with the commission came in and it's sort of like the wild west with rcw just anything goes yeah tons of people in and out the door they book people from sort of anyone that's sort of coming through they'll book them so, so yeah, we, I'd say I, 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 it's hard to place like a number two and three. No, that's fine. Yeah. I, 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 I was just wondering if there was like steps you took to yeah, get no, to there. No, there's no like there's no farm league. Okay, yeah, yeah fair there's there should be in some ways I feel, but we can get somewhere you can learn your bumps. Anyways, yeah. so you left RCW about a year and a half ago. You were yep. saying, in what capacity did you leave them? Were you just an act? Were you just the manager at that point for somebody? I was. And did you leave to become the commish, or did you have to make the transition? And was there any hard feelings? Because you spent a good chunk of change there, right? <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure yeah. there's going to be like they're losing they're losing the dynamite that is that Archer. Yeah. So well, of course there's going to be hard feelings. But was it a hard transition for you, or was it like see you suckers? I'm going to the big leagues. So. <laughs> There's a lot. That's a big bag we're going to open up right now. Uh, I, Let's at, open it up. No yeah. one listens to this podcast. Um, at, yeah. At, Edmonton's uh, number one podcast. Yeah, so somebody listens to it. But no, I was uh, the general manager in the end there. So I, the commissioner, like, so the commissioner title has been used a lot in wrestling. And at the You're time. The Kurt Angle. Yeah, and at the time. The Mick they, Foley. Exactly. <laughs> and at the time, they wanted to uh, give me that role. I was actually asked, like, can you take this role? Because yeah. uh, my bread and butter is managing. Like, yeah. I love managing. And it got to a point that uh, I didn't really have anyone to manage. And I I came up with the Arch Report idea. Okay. And so I kind of was just doing that for a bit. And then I was still there, but like they wanted to do something with me more out in the ring. Yeah. So I was asked, do you want to take the authority role? And I deemed it the general manager instead of commissioner. There's nothing wrong with commissioner, just so I want to try something different yeah. at the time. So I was the general manager, and then right until I, I, I orchestrated my end, like there was, in my mind, no, not many people know, there was six months of build up there. So one of the things I wanted to do before I left was step down from the general manager role because yeah. the storyline was not working out. So did you, did you have play in the storyline then? Yeah, to some like, degree. With your bigger, like your upper end, like your, your WWF, your AEW at this point, um, they have storylines, right? Yeah, so yeah. they have writers. Yeah. So are you are you back there with the guys? You're like, okay, this let's write this. I want to do this. How does this well, work? Well, there's with this? less like writers and there's the booker. Yeah. Like in old fashioned wrestling, there's the booker. And then sometimes there's a booking committee. And then sometimes there's people that are veterans that have says and like kind of talk and work around with it. With RCW, it's kind of the wild, wild west. Sometimes yeah. you kind of come up with your own 
phone, you propose it, and then there's egos and you work things out. And so, yeah, I had some say in how things were going and like I was trying to provide input, but you know, sometimes with people you kind of reach a brick wall. Yeah. And creatively way- we're not jiving. Yeah, and what what happened is they he wanted they wanted me to go face, which I was never against, which I'd never done. Yeah. Um I'd never been a face, and so the way it happened to be a face manager is could only I can only imagine it's not easy it's difficult right it's difficult because really for the most part a manager is always a heel and is providing that uh, catalyst to you know help cheat to win yeah. or like so the, the the baby face or the good guy doesn't look bad because you helped your exactly. guy cheat to win whereas if your guy loses and you caused him that he doesn't look weak because oh my stupid manager blah blah yeah. blah this and that right so that could be a slippery slope. Yeah. yeah. So, but I was, you know, like he was actually going to have me as like the the face commissioner, yeah. general manager, and uh, it happened in a. It was supposed to happen in a match with Kevin Sullivan. Okay. Uh, Kevin Sullivan, the Taskmaster, WCW wrestler, <clears throat> and uh, the way it was set up was that uh, I had brought him in as a bounty on the the owner's head. Yeah. And. Um, Tell her to give him a bounty if he he beat him, and then he's there beating him up in the ring, and he asked me for his bounty, and uh, I have a tough time with this. <laughs> so it's a whole thing. yeah, well, just it would just made no sense. But I was supposed to, you know, like he pops me yeah. because I'm not giving him the money he wants, and I fall to the floor. I'll tell you what really happened. So I fall to the floor, and then the other guy gets up, and I'll, instead of just you know beating each other up they throw boots to me yeah so, and like, okay. so what would you expect happen if the evil commissioner got <laughs> popped by the guy he hired <laughs> yeah and the guy he's been picking on they both beat him down what yeah. would you do in the crowd oh i'd cheer because you get cheer. yours they were supposed to boo yeah and cheer the kevin Sol- or sorry boo kevin sullivan and, and the other guy and uh cheer me and i play. was supposed to turn so we got through the curtain and kevin sullivan who has years of experience goes well that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and so was, then I like really knew and like, it's, so this was the, I had to get out of this role. And what I want to do is a, there's a team, uh, a couple guys I've worked with, Gavin's worked with them for years called Top Talent. Uh, they're Are those the guys that make the funny ass videos, like the workout videos? No. No, no, that's um. They're the wrestlers. The, the I think it's a tag team I'm talking about. You've posted oh. them on your Instagram. Oh, above average Joe's. Oh, Those above, guys. Above average yeah. Joe's. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, the, the these guys they do some funny stuff, some Memphis style stuff. Yeah. They're they're weird. And I just I known them for years, and I never actually been. I've been the manager of one, but never been the manager of the tag team. So yeah. for my last couple shows, I was their manager. And that was um, fun. And that was fun. Yeah, that was back to doing this again. It was great. But I knew throughout that was bittersweet because I knew myself and no one really else knew yeah. that I was leaving. So how do you leave? How do you say, hey, do you sit them down for coffee in a nice public place like Men in Black so they don't cause a scene? <laughs> Buy them a slice of pie and say, hey, I'm out? Hey, guys. I'm or out. what? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I... I uh... <laughs> Uh, and I feel bad for that too, but they they under- have a sip of water, yeah. man. You've they, been talking. They, they understood. I respect. They understood it. why I did what happened. What why I did it. So yeah. basically, um, as the time came, um, I didn't uh, I didn't work the last RCW show that was that month. Right. Yeah. I just took it off because I just wanted to take a break. I had enough stuff in the can for the Archer Report to finish for the rest of the month. Yeah. And uh, I basically came up with on the last Archer Report. Uh, that I had with RCW, uh, it cut to me in front of the camera and just saying, you know, I right now I, I regret I've had a lot of things going on in my life. Yeah, things are really busy. I'm just gonna 
take some time. I am officially leaving RCW. Thank you so much for everything you've done, all yeah. the years you've done for me. Because I, I'm still super appreciative. Drama no, totally. or anything that was that was a family, that was a home. All the people that I worked with, I appreciate everything, including my good friend Squiggy Magoo. But uh, and that's Squiggy a promoter. Magoo. That's okay. a promoter. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I like I did a heartfelt thank you, and I'm just like I'm I'm leaving RCW. Just okay. so you know, and just and then uh, then it cuts, and then we had a beautifully crafted. Uh, Tell me a lie, Shawn Michaels. Do you know anything yeah, yeah, about yeah. that? Took all clips of me in the past and did a Tell Me a Lie video with okay. me because that, that's, that's what was my biggest thing in my head. Is like that's um, my goodbye. That's how I'm gonna do it. I got goosebumps thinking yeah. of it right now. So <laughs> I was done with RCW and everybody just thought, hey, he's taking some time off. Yeah, you know. And this was a Archer Reports comes out every Thursday, so this was on the Thursday. So I hadn't worked the last show. I hadn't told the promoter I was leaving. Yeah. I announced I was leaving publicly online to everyone. Didn't bury the company or anything. Just nope. talked nicely about it. And two days later, I walk out as a surprise for PWA. <laughs> okay, before we get into PWA, you've now mentioned Archer Report a bunch. Yeah. You're not just this dynamite manager, this this voice. Um, you also host three other shows. Yeah. Right? So you're also spinning other plates, but you've mentioned now the Archer Report a lot. Let our listeners know what the Archer Report is. So the Archer Report is basically the closest thing that uh, you know indie wrestling, or at least where I'm working, has to like a Raw. Yeah. We, we don't have TV here. No. But you want to keep people's interest. But people's interests aren't so big. Actually, best thing you can compare it to is being the elite in, okay. a, in a way. Oh, fair enough. So it's, so like it's a, your webisodes yeah, that your explain webisodes. your plot to the events. Yeah, so if you miss a show, you can kind of go through four weeks of webisodes and see, okay, this is what happened. He lost this, that, this changed, that sort was of thing. Was this your brainchild or was this as somebody approached you? Do you and do you, are you in character for these for these? Oh, absolutely. Reports? Yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. Um, so how it started, going back to, like I said, I, I didn't have anyone to manage at the time. And as a manager, I want someone who wants to work with me. I, I've been placed with just a lot of people and, you know, randomly for a yeah. show and stuff. And I was at the point where I wanted to work with someone long form again and yeah. have like a... a you a wanted good, your stable. A relationship. And not even a stable, just a single guy or a tag yeah. team or something, right? And there wasn't anything for that at the time. And in the company, they were doing a war for the company. So those gentlemen I mentioned before, Top Talent, they came back. And they had left in a very controversial f fashion, like buried the company years prior. Um, <laughs> high metal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what up? <laughs> he's going to give me hell for that because he never said anything wrong yet. He always gets placed as a person that buried the company. And I love you too, Jess. But so, what, so the name of the episode, 187, 187 Metal Buried the Company. Okay, <laughs> no, right. no, 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 no. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. We, yeah, we, we'll find something else. Trust <laughs> no. me, another tidbit. So just they were taking over the company and I, I spoke with metal, heavy metal. And I said to him, you know, what, what am I going to do? Like, I feel like I took the summer off at the time and uh, I just said, I don't feel like there's anything for me. And I contemplated just leaving wrestling because taking a break, something just, I was downtrodden by the whole thing. And he goes, well, you know, right now we're doing this war for the company and we have no one doing like backstage interview, the story. interviews or anything like that, or even just like <clears throat> there for a promo. And he's like, what? we're having a war for the company. What if you're like a war correspondent? You're like, you're someone commenting on all these ins and outs that's happening with the company. You're that gray haired dude from CNN. What the fuck's his name? He's Wolf, handsome as Wolf well. Wolf Blitzer? No. No, the handsome one. He's new. Don't watch CNN. Sterling Silver. I have no idea. I don't watch CNN, but we'll figure it out. I'm going to look it up. <laughs> He's going to look it up. Um, so yeah, so I, he, he kind of Anderson gave... Cooper. Anderson Thank Cooper. You. Thank you. You knew who I was talking about all along. You're just thinking, like, I'm going like, to let him like, wait, wait, say wait, some weird was, shit. I kept thinking Wolf Blitzer too. As soon as he said it, though, what like, is his mom? Yeah. His mom I'm like the Wolf heir to Blitzer. the craft fortune or some sort of fortune. Yeah, mommy's got some money, big yeah. money. Yeah, yeah, like 
I can't remember what it is. But anyway, I digress. Um, so I started. He just gave me an idea to just do that. And yeah. Nothing else. And I thought, okay, I'll try it. So I, I had my phone, and I'd literally, like, walk up to the guy and selfie-style shoot, like, hey, what are you doing? Like, out of nowhere, yeah. like, just surprise a guy, like, do this quick interview with him. And then it got to the point, like, people were enjoying that. And it, at the time, it was just sort of Facebook videos. Like, I'd put them out one in here and there all over the place. And then we started, like, actually, it just kept ballooning where, like, all the guys seemed interested in it. And, like, oh, this is fun. promo practice. Totally. Because yeah, mm -hmm. we're not getting promo practice. We're in the ring, but we're not getting practice on promos. You go do a WWE tryout, they're going to tell you right there on the spot, cut a promo on Tim Horton's coffee. you got to do that and impress them. I've watched them. Fighting With My Family. I think I know the inner workings yes. of the wrestling <laughs> <Yes>. industry. Fad. <laughs> but Sorry. thank you for mansplaining Yes. Um, and then that's, it just kept, like, we then we got a cameraman. And then, uh, you know, I was like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, well... Maybe we can make this a YouTube thing. So, so that how do you bring Gavin into this then? Well, this is where the whole end of RCW happened. Is I had my my partner in Paragons of Style Productions, um, Dave, amazing guy. He was doing all my editing. His 16-year-old son was being my camera guy. And uh, he actually could get camera equipment and audio equipment from his work. That's amazing. And it take it for free yeah. so so like in return it. But so we were, we were doing that. We were going. And when I left RCW, I was like, I, he he had to stay in that company and like yeah. he, they weren't bringing him over and he was a performer there and was doing a lot of their stuff so I couldn't have him come to the shows and I you know I've had his, his son actually helped us with the big mm -hmm. PWA anniversary or Night of Champions show yeah, and at, Hot Seat he's always down yeah yeah they, they yeah. help us with like the, the non wrestling stuff yeah but uh, I needed someone and lo and behold Gavin and I just started talking yeah. out of the blue I think. A, fr a mutual friend of ours that was a wrestler was passing and he kind of gave me the Iggy on it and said like so he's in hospice right now you want to go yeah. see him and went down and then we got to talking and kind of hit it off yeah and he was like oh, I want to work on my camera stuff more I got this camera <clears throat> and like I want to do photography and videography and I have like this mind for it and I wanted to do it how do you feel about lot. Mark Twitchell you know <laughs> yeah. shit like that yeah exactly <laughs> so I was like do you want to do this with me he's like I do I'm like did we just become best friends he's like yep we did. <laughs> yeah. so awesome. uh, yeah so he started doing all the PWA stuff for yeah. me, and uh, and credit to Gavin, like his uh, his camera technique is great. Like I'm, I, I love the shots and everything. We have a very like copacetic mind when it comes to how we visualize That's awesome, things. Yeah. So, so it yeah. flows well. You work well. Yeah, absolutely. peanut butter and jelly, yeah. mayonnaise and Skippy peanut butter. Look it up. It was a thing. Ugh. Anyways, so the Archer report. That's awesome. That's mm -hmm. telling that story. That's one facet of the three. But now we're gonna get back into PWA. Okay. So you make your appearance. Yep. How does that break? They know you're coming, obviously. So what's the storyline there, and how do you catapult to, to where you are today? Well, nobody, like, I mean, a handful of people in PWA knew I was coming. Not so everybody a, in the roster. surprise. Not everybody, not any of the fans. It was a surprise, and that's what we wanted so it to be. Before, Sorry. Uh, Fan-wise, because there are different outfits, are yeah. there loyal fans to just RCW? Yep. Is there loyal fans to PWA? Mm -hmm. Or do the just wrestling fans? A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. everything. There's some guys that go to one or two shows, different companies a month. Yep. Some go to all the shows. Yep. Some, um, like, will pick and choose whatever they feel. And then there's some guys that are, I'm only MPW. I'm only RCW. And people that say, I'm only PWA. That's crazy. That's cool. Yeah, because yeah, I was, I never, I never enjoy, like, I, I can't say I didn't enjoy but i was never um i never went to any of the indie <coughs> stuff i was spoon-fed wwe wf at the time uh, i'm wearing my heart attack 
tour for clout tonight That's so that awesome. you'll respect I me know, first I show i went to paragon style love me that shirt dude right yeah. anyways so i'm i'm very mainstream wrestling so the indie wrestling is new to me and mm-hmm. it's exciting and i i it's it's awesome so getting to talk to you is, is super fun so thank you so you you make your appearance it's only known to a handful of people mm-hmm. do you pop what happens so well the biggest thing is uh he had said to me i want you to be my face commissioner and like i said i had that little hiccup whatever there but i'd never actually done that yeah. and so i'm coming out to essentially a new audience there were familiars there that had been yeah. to other shows they knew me and they'd seen me at all over you know here but there. you hadn't telegraphed it either on your instagram or your personal <laughs> life or anything like yeah that. so it basically told me i had to be a good guy so i was like here i'm sitting i'm actually kind of nervous and i'm do waiting you order a new suit for opening night of course i do Fuck yeah. yeah of that's course why i, I love do i have fat. to yeah i have to have a new suit for that's a galaxy suit the one i wore this weekend because full circle with you know everything that happened. oh we're gonna talk so, yeah. i gotta i gotta break down <laughs> i want to know how you help the referee in the match <laughs> so like that. yeah I, I i come out and i'm thinking okay how's this gonna go are people gonna boo me because they're used to booing me yeah. and i had actually a t-shirt in my back pocket one of my last t-shirts of my last run and i was gonna hand it off to a kid just as like that cheap like see i'm a good guy i'm giving a kid a shirt because it was yeah. a small shirt and wrestling fans why are not small, small shirt? Yeah, yeah no so but i came out and as soon as everybody realized it was me they, they lost it. The That's people awesome. that knew who I was yeah. and saw that I'd made How it there. How does that feel? A small oh. town boy wasn't allowed to watch wrestling. Now he's the cream of the fucking crop. Oh. How does that feel? He was, was getting like the Daniel uh, Bryan like yes, yes chance. Did yes. you have to take yeah. your penis like, up because you yeah. had an excitement <laughs> just, boner? Just, Tuck it behind the waistband. 100%. You know? yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> no, dude. it was one of like my career highlights. Like I, that's how I knew. I'm like, ah, oh, like this. You know, you kind of I made it, it right. Yeah. And and then uh, you know went up in the ring and cut a little promo short and introduced me. And at the time, like Kurt would kind of split things off. He had a wrestler that retired that worked for Stampede Wrestling, and him and he was on. And he was gonna. He lives in Calgary, so he was gonna be the Calgary commissioner. And yeah. he needed an Edmonton commissioner. Love and it. That's why he approached me. Yeah. And said, "Do you want to come in? I got the perfect thing for you." So. I started. I was uh, the guy commissioner, awesome. and now I'm doing. You know, and then I'm doing the arch report with a whole new set of people, and I'm yeah. training a whole new set of wrestlers. That I need two promos out of you, and I'm in your face, and you have to cut a promo right now. Well, what are we doing? Go. Yeah. And like that, that was my big. That's my biggest thing. Is is it has to be. Uh, you want the Very raw. Im- improvise. Yeah. I want raw. Like, I, I don't want your scripted yeah. lay things out. Sometimes we'll go over bullet points, but I, I really think, especially for the younger wrestlers, to get in their face and say, yeah. this is what we're doing and get comfortable. And we can take a couple takes, yeah. but you need to just know that. You need to sell it. You need mm-hmm. No, you just, a drop of a hat, cut a promo. Yeah. Now, go. That's so, a, I, yeah. I love promos. Wrestling promos are my favorite. Did you get a chance? I'm a huge uh, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley fan. Did you get a chance to listen to his Jericho interview? Of course. Oh, dude, yeah. it's great, right? Yeah, yeah. And what they're doing over at AEW, I'll ask you all that after, <laughs> and how he's got an inflamed elbow and he's not fighting Kenny Omega. Did you yeah. watch the Kenny Omega AEW road to whatever right now? No, I'm, I'm so behind on that oh, stuff. Oh, dude, it's I'm... amazing because he get, Kenny is cutting a promo and then he gets the word that John's not fighting. I heard that. I started oh. watching it and then uh, one of the kids Goose said something I had friend. to go and I'm like... Throwing pens, I'm that excited, Dad. <laughs> no, I, w- I want to get back to it because I love love the production that they're doing and the way they're going mm. about things with it's very AEW. Cool. yeah all those guys yeah. tnt's coming up in the fall oh my gosh oh, yeah. we're gonna get nights anyways and all the people AEW's bringing out too that like aren't working with <laughs> wwe you yeah, know, like they got Jake the Snake doing the new promo for the women. Bret Hart Battle showed Royal. up and had yeah, the belt at uh, yeah. All Out, and yeah, it's no, just, it's all like respect. It yeah. is like the big thing is uh, people, you know, all of these guys and the wrestling fans on Twitter. Nobody hates wrestling more than wrestling fans, fans on, on Twitter. Hundred percent. But, uh, but you know, talking those trash, and it's like he just 
he's Dusty's son, and he knows it's just a matter of respect and giving the fans and the wrestlers another opportunity to work. His fight with his older brother was amazing. Mm. It was a mm. thing of beauty. Yeah. It was it Matches was here. wrestling. Yeah, it was it was awesome. And when he took the hammer to the throne too, as the little like it was cheese ball. It was cheese ball, but hey. You loved it. Yeah. And you know Triple H laughed. Oh, He's yeah. like, I, I'm for it. Now a shirt is the throne. It's a thing. Yeah. Anyways, so you're in PWA. Your face. You were out this weekend doing some things. Yeah, managing man. some wrestlers at a show. Not ma- not managing. No, you weren't managing. You were commissioning. Yeah, sorry. Wink. You were commissioning. <laughs> so um, it was PWA Retribution. Yeah, yeah. So it was a pretty big show, correct? Yeah, it, it was. we have a summer break. We always take August okay. off. Okay. Or, sorry, we're in August. July. July off. Yeah. Um, so it was a return after the sort of the summer. Yeah. And so it was a big show in a way that uh, now we're leading up to, we have Sean Spears from AEW next yeah. month. And uh, Friday. Night, our Halloween show is always Halloween themed and big, yeah. And so, we're kind of building off that like steam at the end of the year, yeah. So, it, in a sense, it was a big show, so you were seeing big show. It was for, you made a child cry, sir. Like, that should be a career highlight <laughs> from what list. I understand. So, anyways, last night, PWA happens the heavyweight match. Um, uh, okay, so I have this written down because I read I did, I wasn't there, yeah, yeah, but I read the, the weekly report on it. Uh, so Michael Richard Blaze, he was Blaze, Blaze, yep. he was the heavyweight champion at the time, nope. Wasn't he lot? He beat Kenny Anthony. Kenneth Anthony. Kenneth Anthony. Yeah. He beat him to get the title. Yes. He had the title. What? An hour? No, 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 oh, no, no. Let, let me run you through it real run quick. Run me through yeah, the events so, that happened. So um, Kenneth Anthony won a title. Uh, he, he had been uh, Michael Richard Blaze. He's been um, 184 days, I think it was. No, he he wasn't champion at all. Okay, Kenny he, oh, Kenneth. No, Kenneth. he had only been a champion for I'm a little bit. Just, let him, let, him just let me go at it. Yeah. <laughs> no, so basically Kenneth Anthony got him recently. Um, and he had something going with Michael Richard Blaze. This is like a mentor. Basically, Michael Richard Blaze mentored Kenneth Anthony into wrestling. It taught him everything he okay. knew. Okay. And this is, you know, he called him uh, Michael Richard Blaze's uh, the, the Western Lions, him and BVD. And he started calling himself Kenneth Anthony the Lion Killer because he yeah. wanted to, he, he is this, you know, snotty upstart that wanted to be the new generation, right? Got so, so he's going after Michael Richard Blaze, and Michael Richard Blaze has been lately like on NXT, and uh, he's been did a tour in UK, and he's getting his name out there. He got booked on Joey Janela's Spring Break. He's gone um, viral. Yeah, he's gone know. viral with a few big clips of things that he's done. So he's this big name, and everyone's loving him, and he's this local, you know, gem yeah. that everybody loves. And this little snot hair kid cut off his hair. Yeah, uh, they cut his long hair that he had for years, and so they had this sort of thing going. And Kenneth Anthony just happened to get the title, and so. Michael Richard Blaze was facing off with him because he's still trying to deal with this little young punk, and they had this big thirty-minute match that was just nuts because there's you know there's some real emotion between these two guys legitimately yeah. knowing each other and throughout everything. It was a sharpshooter that ended the match. Yeah, correct? It, uh, I believe so. The sharpshooter was in there at the end. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think it was the yeah. sharpshooter. MR- so- MRB got him to tap with yeah. the sharpshooter, yeah. and so uh, so it all ends and it's just you know like storybook ending. Everybody's like so happy, clapping. And I walk shows out to the over. Yeah, show's over, and people are walking out the door, and I, I need to get out there, and yeah. I, I I walk like I run almost right out there, and grab the mic and just start saying, you know, like, I I'm so happy for you, all your accomplishments you've had lately, you know, NXT and UK and traveling the perfect face, all this stuff. I'm like, you know, you are, I tell him, you are the face of PWA in another era. Not my era. Oh, shit. And Burn. to watch, people were walking out the door. Burn. And when I say, like did you get one of these, one of these memes? Though? Was, 
record when scratch. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. turn yeah. around. Yeah. And, and just, yeah, just people turn around, like, all of a sudden, like, hunker down or sit back down. And I hear, like, this, like, wait, what? Huh? What's going on? What's that? Now you're and, getting goosebumps because yeah, you and, know what's and, coming. And so, and you know, like, I turned on, not my era. Um, you know, you're not my PWA champion. Let me introduce you to my PWA champion. And Michael Allen Richard Clark comes out. Who also fought in a tag team match earlier in the night, too. Uh, four-way. Four-way yeah, match. Yeah, four-way match. Yeah, he had fought at the beginning, literally yeah. the first match. Okay. Michael Richard Blaze had just been through a 30-minute match. Yeah. And I tell the ring announcer and, and the referee are confused, and I tell them, okay, call the match right now and give everything. So the ring announcer, I guess we're having another match for the title, and I get down and ring the bell myself. and Classic manager move. Yeah, and they... Uh, they have their match and Michael Richard Blaze kind of boiled down to he had uh, Mark in a good spot and did a wicked 450 splash on him yeah I grabbed the ref's foot and pulled him out of the ring. You helped him out. Yeah, just helped just him, out. him out. Yeah, he was going to fall out of the ring, and exactly. I just wanted to make sure I caught him and cradled him. And because you while I was <laughs> while I was cradling him, uh, the title just happened to fall in Michael Owen Richards Clark's hands, and then. Michael Richard Blaze just comes running at him and hits him in the head. It totally accident. Collided, right? Yeah, yeah. No, it happens. And then one, two, three, and your new PWA champion. My no, you helped the re- Mike- you helped the ref get back oh, in. Oh yes, you, I did. that's a very yeah. valid. When point. I saw that, you know, the coast was clear, I got him back in, and he counted the one, two, three. Because and you're a good guy, I'm Dad. A good guy. Yeah. There you go. So uh, Michael Allen Richard Clark is my PWA champion. So, that and is now amazing. it is the era of Archer. How and, amazing is that? The era of Archer. Like that is. Was that something you had thought of, or did it just come to you? The era of Archer. It thought I thought of it. I like Dude, my brain a... never stops working. Uh, there's one reason why. Like I love Michael Richard Blaze. We talk a bit. Sorry, I heard took away your title, buddy. But um, yeah. he's like it's always going. Not just wrestling. Like, Gavin and I will talk to like on a, a, shooting messages back and forth to like three in the morning, coming up mm-hmm. with different things we can do. And so it's like I'm always you thinking say good night. Of, no, you say good night. Yeah, <laughs> you go. I love you. You no, hang but, up. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, like even like this last week, we were just like, well, what can we do for just something fun? Like, oh yeah, well, we got the green screen. Let's do something with the green screen. So we did like the Wayne's World chroma yeah. key spoof. Like that's nice. amazing. Yes, that'll be and on then, an upcoming Archer report. Yeah, cool. So awesome. like we had like fun with that. Like you know, it's always something. You know, what can we play off of on this? Oh shit, so and so is not going to be at the show now oh well that scraps this whole idea yeah right yeah, like yeah. but uh yeah no it's always fun like going through these ideas because it's like all the stuff that you wish that you could see yeah. wwe doing sometimes yeah it's like well we can do it now yeah try can, it yeah. Yeah, not everything sticks but I, I'm, I'm a big throw it against the wall and see if it sticks guy totally yeah. like i've done some horrible stuff on the arch report <laughs> over the 75 episodes it's been in you some gotta stuff, figure it out I shake, I shake my head and then some stuff's like it, it actually kind of gains like a bit of a cult like I did one that was like a weekend at Bernie's episode that's nice. or, well I called it the weekend at Bernie's it was did someone get knocked out and you just like well because at the time I was a general manager of the company I yeah. had this uh, the ring announcer was kind of like my little bumbling uh, assistant yeah and uh, I, I got hit in the ring or something happened so I'm sitting there you know my head's hurting and uh, he goes well I'll go get something for you and he got medication from one of the wrestlers but it was like something that's too strong Wrong. So yeah. basically, I'm like I'm out on my feet, and then he I'm sitting at the table with people coming into my office, yeah. and I'm out, and you know, so he puts the glasses over my eyes, and he's trying to talk for me and nod That's, and bang my head for me. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it was it, it was fun. I it, it, the funny thing about that is the fastest episode I've ever. I basically was the end of the night, and they were shutting down the venue, yeah. and I like the cameraman and everyone included. And I'm like, go now over here, go now over here, and I could. Uh, there was two more scenes we wanted to put into it. I think would have like made it really something I would have enjoyed. Yeah. But we got it done in like 20 minutes. Like I couldn't believe how fast mm-hmm. we 
that's amazing that, so yeah but there's, there's there's stuff like that just before i get into more of your youtube stuff and i got uh, two quick questions but what i want to do first and foremost is i want to pay the bills to keep the lights on conceptbeardco.com you go to conceptbeard.com you put an awesome at checkout to save how much gavin 10 percent. holy oh. fucking shit he's been here twice and he knows ladies and gentlemen why aren't you going to conceptbeard.com and saving yourself 10 percent by using awesome at checkout go buy some beard bombs some oils mike's Doing it all over there, conceptbeard.com. Concept Beard Co., put it in your beard. I just want to say congratulations on your first read-through without fucking it up. It's not my first, but it's definitely one of them. That's for damn sure. Put it down, Mike. I get a bonus. I don't because you're just amazing. But anyways, so back to you, Thad. Back to you, Gavin. Now that the bills have been paid. Question. So you get touring X superstars coming through Farouk um, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan yeah, yeah, who yeah. you took a bump from from what I understand yep, 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 amazing so how do they fall into the companies in Alberta does a certain outfit have rights to them or do they it's whoever they approach first or is the booker reaching out to them hey I see you're in Saskatoon do you want to come to Edmonton how does that work can you explain that to me any of the companies they essentially just re- reach out to the people and okay. say do you want to come work here and yeah. it's not sometimes there is someone with the big names it's you just are bringing them in they're not okay. they're not working mm-hmm. a tour and you say okay I want to be the Edmonton date yeah. um, you essentially just fly them in bring them in for your show or if, if you have a handful of shows so yeah it's just the companies I've worked for uh, with exception to Danny and uh, CWE he actually tours across Canada okay. so that's why I'm talking he's like from Winnipeg but he's doing shows here is what they do is they go from now it's like Ontario to Vancouver yeah they'll go uh, that's BC. Canada basically yeah, no, they, pretty, they pretty much do everything except the Maritimes Really? Yeah, and so like really, the Maritimes got their own thing. We're like, ah, we don't need you. Well, they do. He's they just do. building up. To yeah, it. and he's building up to it. Eventually. What is maritime wrestling like? Yeah. I bet that's a thing. That's Smelly. a thing. That's a thing. No, no, it there's is. a lot of cod slapping. Yeah, there's yeah. like a whole like heart feel from the Maritimes. Uh, what's it? Rene Dupree's dad uh, yeah. ran Grand Prix. I can't remember his name. Moondog. Yeah, and, and all that sort yeah. of stuff. But um, yeah, so the Shawns were out there too, like back yeah. in the days too, like from Quebec, and they'd move over from there from the Quebec circuit as well. And that's awesome. Yeah, that's sort of its own little world in Western. Canada is its own little world. Yeah. Like, oh, when you we say Western Canada, do you mean Vancouver or uh, BC to Winnipeg? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Or yeah. Manitoba. Because we, you see a lot of wrestlers, especially with the Prairie provinces, yeah. like Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba. A lot of guys kind of go back and forth, so like they can almost work. You know, like every weekend a month, working for different companies, right? Okay. And so they can get a lot more matches in. Hundred percent. A lot of driving, but they can get a lot more matches. Road in, dogs, so. baby, road dogs. Mm-hmm. That yeah. brings me to my next question. Now that you're the Edmonton commish of yep. PWA, and PWA isn't just Edmonton; it's also Red Deer and Calgary. Not Red correct? Deer. Not nope. Red Deer. Not Red Deer. Uh, just Calgary. Calgary. Just Calgary. Calgary and Edmonton. They have done Red Deer before. Um, they've done a few other shows here and there. Yeah. Um, and are they usually uh, monthly shows? Yeah. Mon- so like Edmonton. one month Edmonton, one month Calgary. No, no, no. no. Or, uh, begin. Well, Sort of like the first week weekend, uh, first weekend Calgary. They're both, and then two like, weeks apart. Yeah, two okay. weeks apart. And then two weeks later, Edmonton. Will storylines carry over from Edmonton to, to Calgary? Two degree. degree. Yeah, like um, the main stuff all sort of carries over, but yeah. like you don't uh, get into details too much. That's no. the one big thing when you work other places. Calgary guys, you know, people follow things on social media to a degree, but yeah. Calgary guys aren't going to know the nuances of things. Do you so. find with social media, the guys don't have to tour as hard? They still have to show up, but they can sell themselves a little bit better to other provinces and stuff. Or if you like a certain wrestler, it's easier to follow. Them yeah, yeah. Type like thing. there's like a lot has of guys. Social media open the door as in like the the Archer Report and stuff. Well, it, the big thing is like these guys can get uh, you know like you know 
shown to other places. Like, I've seen a lot of guys booked through fans saying, like, hey, my local place, this guy I saw when I was in Alberta on vacation, and he's great, and he wrestles in Saskatchewan, and I want him to come wrestle in Okanagan. And so, so guys will kind of gauge and see. And it's instead of, like, you sending in a tape now to someone or writing a letter, yeah. you got to actually, like, go and follow this guy and get to see his work. And so as a booker, you can be like, do I want to pay to bring, you know, this guy in from Saskatchewan yeah. or Manitoba. Is it worth it? Is it worth You're it? You're not because, getting because you pay you pay trans, you pay for yeah. the gas, and then you know you pay for their PO at the show. So fair enough. Cool. No, that was a cool. That was yeah. That hot was a talk question. and a handshake. Hot <laughs> talk and a handshake. Hey, do you have local guys that get pissed off when they have to work with the superstars? Like they're kind of throwing them a bone, or is it an honor? Oh, it's an honor. It's always an honor. Hey, there's honor. never the resentful snot nosed punk that's like, fuck that guy. No. He's a has been. No, nothing like that. It depends on how you they, gotta. Well, yeah, it nah. depends on the attitude of yeah. like that, that star going into the match, and it's like, you know, we had uh, like I had Brutus going oh, up against Kyle, Kyle Sebastian. That's what you're saying. Kyle Sebastian, great wrestler here in the independent scene in Western Canada. But Brutus was and a douchebag. Brutus was like, no, fuck this. Like I'm so, not doing okay. anything. Like so I want to. I want to go over. Like, and we're trying to have it. Like, no, you're passing the torch, kind of yeah. thing. And he's like, well, no. I'm the legend. And so it is it like, more common then for the the legend I, then to want to bury local, or is, well, it, is there that and respect we had the there? Whole, and like we had the whole gimmick there, where like he was gonna get in on the manager and like give the crowd what they wanted. Yeah, right. So that was how we had it because Kyle couldn't cut his hair. Gotcha. And uh, but yeah, no, it, it's tough because some of these guys are totally for like I want to put over yep. the local guy. That's like, awesome. And then you know it's like no, I've I've had my career. Yeah, I've done everything I need to do. Sure, we'll give the fans a pop. Yeah, but if it's like a one-on-one singles match, it's usually always them. So there is that respect there. There then. is a respect thing too, yeah. and it's always they usually can gauge if they're going to put the guy over okay. when they're running through the match. Oh, yeah, talking cool. to the guy. Yeah. I've I've seen a couple times things change where it just makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Are yeah. those prescription glasses or are those fake? These are fake. Uh, so enough. my first pair of Thaddeus Archer third glasses were uh, tortoise shell Ray-Bans, yeah. and they were real, yeah. and uh, they got squished real quick. <laughs> and so I switched to contacts and the old disposables. Nice. And, yeah, it's just I, I've actually been looking towards getting uh, another pair for filming Thad mm-hmm. about town and things that don't require, like, wrestling stuff. Yeah. Because these... Don't these glare way more than actual yeah. frames? So. I'm just looking at you. I'm like, those don't look legit. No, they're but not yeah. legit. But I just after having that break, and I've had so many of these broken. Like yeah. I've literally been rolled out of the ring and had a pair break on me. So I have a big box of them, and they're literally like in the in the breast pocket of all my suits. Yeah, and then I have like three in the car, and then they're just ready to go. A couple in the briefcase. Yeah, yeah briefcase. production case. Yep. So you, you've been the, the blunt end of uh, punishment, but you also yep. like self-inflicted punishment. I watched an Instagram story last night of you eating a hot pepper. <laughs> you like hot food, and that's amazing. <laughs> so that brings us to one of your shows, The yeah. Hot Seat. Yeah. A hot, I'm a huge Hot Ones fan. Yep. You can tell by when I turn my interview voice yes, on instead I, of my shit on me voice. I, I, I love it. I love Thank it. you. I watch a lot of Sean Evan, Evans. I like Evan's what he charm. does. Yep. I, I love what he does and what he brings out. And you like hot food. Yep. So you do a show called The Hot Seat. You're about seven episodes filmed, one or two released? Only one released. Only uh, one, one released. We have three in the can. Three, three in the can. Three in the can ready to go. Or no, two ready to go. Two are ready to go. The last one is going to be coming out as soon as we can get that one out. But how does, I'm, I feel, that's how on does, me. How does Hot Seat happen? 
as someone who loves northern chicken as well, where you just like, fuck, I want to eat some free northern chicken, <laughs> but I also want to sit down with some cool motherfuckers. So how does that happen? Uh, how do you two storm, brainstorm that to be like, we can get some free chicken and have some fun and content? Well, it, it kind of came out when uh, we were doing the promo for the YEG Pro Wrestling. Yeah. And, and that YEG Pro Wrestling happens once or twice a year, correct? It's only happened once. once. Hopefully it was, it's going to happen one more time, and it's, it's purely charitable. Purely charitable. Yeah. That's 100% of everything went to the Kids with Cancer Society. Beautiful. So everything. Like Big, the strong gate, men giving back. The uh, 50-50, the silent auction, every yeah. penny went to them. A oh. lot of the wrestlers donated their time, yeah. but they yep. still got a payout from the organizer. He still paid out of his pocket. That's amazing. And so, they turned around and just gave it back to him. Yeah. And they just... Perfect. Yeah. Guys were just so, like, no, go away, like, yeah. shut up. Yeah. Like, this yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. I'm That's not awesome. taking your envelope. Like, you know, it was pretty cool, like, seeing how... It, it was really emotional. Cool. Like, there was something was. special. Yeah. Like thirty five thousand dollars raising yeah. from a wrestling show, and like we all know indie wrestling, and we have a tough time getting like a hundred people in the door. Yeah. Not PWA, mind you, but like just for that to happen, it was a labor of love, especially yeah. by mm-hmm. the promoter Mike Cook, Mike Cook Media. Shout out to Mike. Shout Cook. out to Mike yeah. Cook. Um, and that was the thing is we wanted to promote Mike and mm-hmm. give him like a little bit of oomph, and so and let people know who he was because he's doing like this great community work with this whole event. And yeah. You know, it was like, well, what can we do to really, like, put it out there? And, like, we kind of were throwing around this idea. It's like, well, let's do Northern Chicken because he had done the hot sandwich sa- yeah. challenge. challenge. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch that one? And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And he almost died from that. Yeah. So then it was like, that let's was see what they can do. Ever. And that's that's so great. So you Shout went out to, to Matt and Andrew for oh. being the sadists that they are for yes. making the <laughs> Do not go in there and challenge them. No. Because you will regret it. Yeah. And they will love it. Well, you must have earned a little bit of respect because you had a signature hot sauce, the humanoid hot sauce that one. came out. That's, a, that's amazing. So <laughs> how does that happen? How you come to them and they're like, we like what you're doing. Let's do this. We're going to come up with some, some fucking hot sauces yep, that are yep. going to grill them. And it's been just a blast from there. Or what? Well, you know, we knew it was kind of like a take on hot, hot ones. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's like... Sean we made Hammond, it our own, yeah. Yeah, we made it our own. And the thing it was, it's promoting local, which is a big thing be- between both of us. We're Edmonton boys. Even though I didn't grow up in Edmonton, I was born in Edmonton, lived for a period of time, went to a small town, immediately came back to Edmonton. What I small town, it. if you don't mind me asking? Vagraville. Oh, Vulgarville, as I used to call oh, it in my punk nice. days. I like yeah, it. I we like won't it. go there. No, we but, won't. Uh, <laughs> Unless you're going to see a giant Easter egg, fuck off. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, we, we talked with Matt and Andrew, and they, they're so accommodating. And when I, when I did the spicy sandwich challenge with yeah. them, um, someone called Wind of it. The CBC caught wind of it. Andrea, oh, I can't remember the name. Is that where you, when you, I saw the picture that you're a sexual predator that you were talking about? <laughs> yes. yes. So I did the deep dive on your Instagram, yes. and there's a photo of you in front of the CBC yep. radio headquarters, yep. and one of the the titter, the tit, tit, ticker, tickers. Yeah. Thank you, Gavin. Titter. Said sexual predator wanted, and you're just like, hey, what's up? I'm like, did you mean to fucking take that no, photo? No, no, I took it <laughs> as a father I, of two. You're like, <laughs> no, hopefully no. not. No, I, I took it, and then like, I don't remember who it was. I think it was Dave. Like literally, like five minutes later, messaged me and. He He's like, dude, just losing his mind. He's like, sexual predator. I'm like, oh, that's got to stay. You know, that's, that's amazing. Good little Easter egg. Not many people caught that. Oh, so. I, uh, I, I don't want to waste your time here on the awesome hour. Yes. So you know, I do my, I do my homework. So you're doing hot seat. You yep. said you love Edmonton local. Yep, that yep. brings me to your next show, Fat About Town. Yep. How does that happen? You're just like, fuck it. We got free food from Northern Chicken. Let's go get some free <laughs> Venezuelan food, which I had this weekend at the fridge. <laughs> nice. Holy oh, fucking shit, is so that amazing? Good. The name starts with an A. Maybe you can help Avila, me. Avila Arepa. Avila Arepa. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they're Arepa, located yeah. next or right next or near Milo's on 1A, or 82nd. 107. 31. 82nd Ave. 2nd Ave, yes. Yeah. 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 White Rolando. Avenue. Rolando. 
Yeah, Orlando. El Jefe. El Jefe. Someone that has a gluten allergy, because I'm a nerd that also has an inhaler, when I saw that it was gluten-free and looked that delicious, oh my gosh, I don't know what the fuck yeah. it was. It looked like mashed potatoes that they put on a grill and then they stuffed it full of meat and it was like a little sammy with garlic sauce. Oh, oh. my gosh, I like, tell you what. Uh, yeah. It's like a cornbread, it's basically, fucking, is what they did. It's a little slice yeah. of heaven, I tell you what. <laughs> so Hot Ones happens, now you're doing, what comes first? Hot Ones or Hot, hot, hot Seat? seat. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm a son of a gun. I've done it myself. And the, Or uh, Fat About Town, or about the same time. Hot Seat. Hot Seat happens, yeah. then you're yeah. like, let's take this local yeah let's go let's it, go it was more. it was pretty much close the same time too because we, yeah, we, we were amping up later. for hot hot seas yeah you almost then, hot ones. yeah i almost did too we'll have to have and, a little uh, bottle of hot sauce when you fuck up you take, take a, a swig yeah oh. as long as it's not wnfa or uh, <laughs> uh shitty or wednesday, shitty wednesday oh, that's what, the final sauce 5.0 is gonna be bad Ooh. yeah and uh yeah no it's funny because then we were like well we should do these local businesses because uh my friend anthony larose films e-town eats yeah and i was like well like he's got the, the restaurant one and then like we can do more than restaurants because there's so much out there the local oh businesses. especially edmonton like, food right so now many. is blowing up so our first episode we did uh clever rabbit yeah and uh, across the street from local Sly 124 yeah, make sure so, you go check out local 124 so we uh we did that one for our first one and then we just kind of moved down 124th street went to a couple other businesses and pretty much whoever was letting us commit that's amazing yeah and it was funny like because when we go to businesses to pitch yeah. like some people were so apprehensive about it it's like Cause image, it's like, I guess we're gonna do it free. It's yeah. like free. We'll show as little or as much as you want. Yeah, you know, yeah, we can make this like when a guy in the suit that looks like yeah. this walks in and says, "I want to film a thing on you." I can maybe understand. Do you know how to drop like, in on a skateboard? Ah, uh, no. We're no. gonna talk after the show okay. about maybe another episode. Yes, <laughs> I would. I, 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 all my friends skateboarded growing up. Yeah, I tried. Uh, <clears throat> I have horrible balance. So uh, yeah, we'll yeah. talk after. Yeah. I might have an opportunity for you, <laughs> if you're interested. <laughs> so that about town happens, Archer Report, and the hot seat. So you don't have enough going on in your life from being the dynamite manager, the amazing dad, and now this content creator aficionado. Mm -hmm. What else do you do with your free time? Uh, that's about it. That's about it. <laughs> that's about it. Well, be a good dad, and like I always say with wrestling, it's like my hobby that pays. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't pay much, mind you. So and have, you, tran the suits, have you transitioned from nine to five to full time commission now? No, no. And like the biggest thing is, I have a I have a normal job. Yeah. Uh, and what sort of prompted all this stuff happening? You know, this. Uh, Thought about town going crazy. I got laid off yeah. of a job I'd been at for like almost ten years, and uh, so I had <laughs> Thanks, like. Thanks, Notley. Yeah. Am I right? No, I'm just kidding. No, the views expressed here on the Awesome Hour did not. <laughs> it's actually funny because it, it all had. There was a big curb and layoffs after Notley curbed oil production. Oh at fuck! The beginning I'm not, of the I don't year. want to get politi no, political. No, I'm not getting political, but it's just funny because like that was the excuse. Yeah. Um, nonetheless, I you know so I, lo I lost my job. I'm trying to find work, but at the same time I have all this time on my hands. I cannot sit still. Even when I broke my back years ago, and that's a whole other story. I would, for another I would be up in the middle of night cleaning stuff with my walker because I just I need to be doing or thinking stuff all the time. Yeah. And so Gavin, you know, like was mostly working evenings and we mm -hmm. had this time during the day, so that's why we put out a lot. Now I ended up getting a job. Gavin's been busy with a lot of stuff over like yeah, chaos, he doesn't Alberta, stop either. The, no. Yeah, he's he's been busy with a lot of Live Nation stuff and everything. So Grand Theft Auto, that's not his car he was driving. That's <laughs> yeah. bullshit. Where did he get that? I don't know. He he's was driving too cars. fast. He's I don't got even lots know. of connections. That's why that's why I work with him. Everybody's just like, How does Gavin know this guy? How does Gavin have that? And how does Gavin get in here? And I'm like just that's Gavin, man. That's how things work. <laughs> that's just, Gavin. just live with it. But um, yeah, so it, we we had a chance to do a lot of it. We took kind of the summer off, but I want to get back into doing more. And 
yeah, I mean, I, as a as a dad and having a family and mortgage and everything, I have to have a nine to five job. Ideally, like, and we've had this conversation. God, if someone could pay me to do that about town or yeah. to just be Thaddeus Archer the third, I would. Amazing. Oh, I would be that on that like a fat kid on a smarty man. Like hey, this. man. From not being allowed to watching wrestling to being the commission of a wrestling organization, I see your star only rising, sir. Yeah, only rising. It's been great. I want to. I want to talk to Gavin for a second before Absolutely. we wrap the show up. Gavin, you were here two weeks ago, but you've always got stuff going on. You're wearing a new Danger Cat hat. Oh yeah. What have you been up to? Well, geez. Well, we got Canuck Box getting ready to roll out here. Now, what the uh, fuck is a Canuck Box besides like Canuck a box? Canadian vagina? Oh, I just got what? sick. Thank you for going. To, to be honest, I got sick and fucking tired of sending. Uh, care packages to my friends in the states just you're tired of buying ketchup doritos yeah, and sending and them I, south you know so i was like if these assholes who keep sit, make, making me send these 40 50 boxes to them yeah. like twice a year Fucking want sign them up. this bad there's gonna be other people that want them to sign up sign up right so you so, just said fuck it and you yeah, made your so own loot went, fuck box. it i went and made my own crate company now and got the <laughs> website getting developed and everything and that's yeah, amazing so. like when i talked to you two weeks ago i didn't realize what canuck box was i thought canuck box was just like where you dump your social medias yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. like it was gonna be a hub and then you sent me the photos of the box i was like oh fuck it's like a loot box it's but yeah. canada gonna be a thing that's it's amazing pretty much a thing now yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Dude, gonna be pretty pretty wicked. Can't like let out too much of the no, bag no, right I, now, but yeah, we we'll got, have you back. We'll I got, I got a few things rolling that are gonna make it really unique and really cool for Canada. So also on your social media, you've been uh, you've been promoting uh, a little web series called Day, day One Original Series. Yes. Yeah, Day One the original series. What's the story about that? So Day One is a Canadian crime drama series that was shot exclusively here in Edmonton. That's amazing. Uh, and pretty much a lot of the people that are cast members lived that life okay so you're not getting you know like some juilliard trained actors yeah. or anything like pretending that they're from the streets yeah. dealing with drugs it's real people and uh you know it's telling their truth telling a, a sort of truth yeah of you know things like you know and just basically giving a fictionalized version of a crime you know life yeah. in Edmonton, right? So, so is this going to be a web series then? Yeah, it's going to be a web series uh, that Anthony had filmed there for about two years ago. He filmed it. Okay. So he's been working on post production for a long time, trying to polish this off, make sure it's like the best thing he can put out there. Hundred percent. That's awesome. Uh, and you're involved in the social media, all the marketing aspect. and That's stuff, and helping dude. them out because it's. I know so many people that like worked on that project, and I just want to really see it succeed. Dude, that's fucking huge, awesome. So. Yeah, and then uh, I'm working on season two, five to ten now. Nice. So if that's going to be really fun. I don't know if you guys have checked out five to ten yet. If we haven't, what is it? Well, if you haven't checked out five to ten, it's a com comedy web series yeah. based in Nanaimo, BC, and it's basically the West Coast's answer to Trailer Park Boys. We nice. have uh, an ex-con named Stuart Jameson who recently has been released yeah and uh he's looking for his new niche in life and uh he decides he's gonna open a cocaine dispensary that's the <laughs> next step thanks because I mean, you know when he got out he's like well what the hell like weed's legal now i can't sell <laughs> dime bags anymore like that's an know, awesome premise yeah so yeah. he started a cocaine dispensary Against, like I could against the advice that he was given by Ed the Sock, you know. So. That's awesome. I feel like I could see that in the news, in weird news, like fucking Tweedledee starts cocaine dispensary, yeah, immediately goes to jail. <laughs> like. well, you'll, you have to watch and see what happens to him at the end of season, uh, episode five and season one. But uh, season two, we got some really good ideas uh, that we've been hammering out, and uh, 
Great one for pro wrestling. Yeah. So you guys will definitely get a kick out of that one, and uh, I'll let you guys know about that one later. But yeah, been hammering that. Did some uh, photo shoots for the Danger Cats for their website. That's awesome. Those have turned out pretty good. Some awesome photos with some pretty ladies and some bling and bling. Yeah. Shout out to Kix and DJ Dow Jones at Gold Teeth Canada for those loner uh, necklace pieces. He lent you some shit, eh? Oh, yeah. They're good guys. That's where oh, I got my gold always, teeth from. Yeah, they're yeah. amazing. Amazing dudes. And uh, Gold Teeth Canada is one of the executive producers of Day One Series as well. So, oh, you know, way to bring it back yeah. around, Gavin, you so. fucking officiato. There you go. I got two separate questions to end the show. We're at an hour. I'm going to let you guys plug some shit. But first and foremost, yeah. what's your favorite dinosaur, Thad? It's something I ask now. Favorite dinosaur? It's got to be... Velociraptor, man. Yeah, is yeah. that because is that because you've been spoon fed how cool Velociraptors are, or is that because you like Velociraptors? I just like them. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. I, I, there's a bit of spoon feeding there. I mean, come on, Jurassic. Are you Park. biased? Just because they in Jurassic Park they were the sneaky, you know. Fuck you're talking Jurassic Park, not done. Jurassic clever World. Clever girls. No, no, clever yeah. girls. Yeah. Oh, Jurassic World too, but they, they just they're, they're clever. They're the conniving little T Rex is the big idiot that's bouncing around. Fair enough. Or whatever the other dinosaurs they made. They're the they're portrayed as the watch out for the guys. big one fair enough yeah cool okay that's a question i like asking people because nowadays off, nobody <laughs> nobody gets asked yeah. what's your favorite dinosaur gavin i've already asked you that oh, yeah so now i want your opinion being an irishman that you are okay are mashed potatoes just irish guacamole oh you know what i saw this meme this week and i just died laughing because what's your thoughts be- and well, is it racist no. Okay. Phew. You, Why like, would you? Th- I don't racist. know. I just want to make like, sure. We live in and, and it's, it's funny, like looking, like looking back at all these like old racist Irish like things that like happened in New York and stuff. All these old insults. I'm like that's not an insult. Like that's, that's what we truth. call each other. Like at that's the a dinner compliment. table. Like when we can afford to have dinner. Like, <laughs> Heyo. So mashed potato, mashed potatoes. Are they, are they Irish guacamole? Well, they don't even know what guacamole is over there, so they'd just be like, "What? Like, what are you talking? No, they're, 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 they're mashed potatoes. Chips, they're, they're mashed potatoes." <laughs> I wanted to hear an accent. Just put, and I just got put it. the butter in. I was fishing. Just put the butter in right now and just eat it. That, like that, that's <laughs> all. That's all they would say. They're like, what, "What's you, a guacamole?" They're probably get mad at you. Like, what the like, fuck are you talking about? Guacamole. Li- listen, listen, listen. We don't talk like that here. Here with those the words. The Mexican potato. You know, like they, an they, avocado yeah, is a they, Mexican potato. No, Unless, like I think there's a giant seed in the fucking. What you call a it? A pit, yeah. yeah. Avocado pit. There's, there's no that, fucking man. pits and potatoes. You say potato, I but say But there's avocado. eyes on potatoes. Tons of eyes. You ever mm. let them grow? You ever, mom forgets it in the pantry and all of a sudden it's like a beast? It's a I don't eat potatoes, they're bad bro. for you. Really? Except for on Fridays. And yeah. Yeah. Oh, the French fries. <laughs> there it is. Thad, French fries and Lay's potatoes. Thad, Gavin, I can't say thank you enough. Thad, well, it was a pleasure to sit down, just yeah. be in your aura. Gavin, it's always a fucking blast. Oh, dude, it's a blast being here, man. Thad, plug some shit. Let us know where we can find you. You know all the right. shtick. Yeah, well, all you got to do is Google Thaddeus Archer III. It's not a very common name. Um, so Instagram... So Instagram, I think I'm on TikTok, but I haven't done much of that recently. <laughs> TikTok scares me. I won't let my kid I, on TikTok either. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, 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 no. My daughter's no, like, yeah. No. I'm like, no. You're, not you're 12 TikTok. years old. I don't even have kids, and I'm like apprehensive yeah, about right? it for kids. Like, my mother-in-law was like, don't let the kid on TikTok. I'm like, he doesn't have any no. of the apps right now. But Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, Thaddeus Archer III. That's my uh, that's my channel. Uh, on the channel, we have all the stuff there and kind of segmented. Um, Archer Report every Thursday at 10 a.m. Uh, we've been a little off and on over the summer break, but we had a break and I was sort of low on footage. Um, Archer Report might not be out this week at 10 a.m. because I want to get one of our hot 
seat episodes out because it's been sitting for a bit and I've been negligent on it and I feel horrible for the lovely people that came and volunteered their time for me to uh, basically the feed the uh, no, no, Lisa, Lisa, Lisa Baker. Lisa Baker. Lisa Baker. You gave us an accent yeah. last week. Yeah. Yeah. Last time. Yeah. Ryan Ford. Such a, then, such a great episode oh, I, with her too. Like Hilarious. But uh, yeah, there's that. Uh, plug to Northern Chicken as well. They're always uh, happy to help us out. They always put posters up for PWA. And then, of course, Prairie Wrestling Alliance. Look up PWA online. Um, we have shows every month. The next next month, we have Sean Spears from AEW, the chairman of the board, as That's he's awesome. uh, named now. Um, and I'm excited for him to come back because he wasn't the, he was just with us recently. He wasn't the chairman then. Yeah. And shortly, a few weeks after that, he took the chair to Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be interesting to see him come back to see how he portrays himself with the crowd now. Second time around, he's actually our PWA Commonwealth champion. Ah. He won the title. And so that's obviously why we wanted to have him come back. So he'll be back at the Northgate Lions Senior Center September 28th. I do believe, yes. and uh, yeah, you can get tickets for that from uh, message me, sh- shooting my DMs. So I'll uh, slide in, I'll slide our, on in at our PWA show sponsors, Variant Edition Comics, and, and shout out to the Cat Cafe on 109th Street. <laughs> shout out to the Cat Cafe. Yeah, yeah. No, she's wonderful there, Nicole, and they have yeah. good coffee, like. Really yeah, good coffee, like yeah. Good I have cat allergies. Should I sneak in, get a coffee, and fuck off? Well, yeah, just can. call ahead yeah. and be like, "Can you bring it to the door? I'll <laughs> change the cash." Yeah. <laughs> Thad sent me. Yeah, that's oh, awesome. Let her know that for sure. Yeah, and so all that together, and uh, that's about it. I think I don't know. The head's always spinning with more stuff. I, I know there's uh, we now have training with PWA. Okay. We have our school that's starting. Uh, we have a ring that is central. It's sort of down by the Canadian Tire um, by Kingsway. Kingsway yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we're, we have this whole warehouse now and I want to make a big green screen area for the Archer Report. Uh, maybe even invite Gavin to do some studio filming and uh, oh, photography there. That's awesome. And so yeah, I hope to kind of like if that carries on and more people come and have a chance to learn from Michael Richard Blaze, one of the best pro wrestlers then they can put more into it and maybe we can get a studio there where we can film all kinds of art report stuff all the time mm-hmm. or even weirder stuff and I have a web series in mind before I leave that's uh, it's like Southpaw Regional Wrestling yeah. but at an indie level and that's I'm hoping that we get to do yeah, one day where it's, it, it's yeah. like wrestling but completely outside the realm of what independent wrestling is like the storylines any of the characters it's going to give a chance for people to just and the name let loose it's going to be awesome too yes. and we can release that we'll see so. if that happens at the same time i'll always be doing pwa happy to be part of pwa and That's uh, happy to be part of local wrestling you know push it out to people it's fun to go to once a year and, you know oh, you fuck. Go to, I'm gonna, i'll be at the next one because i got to see what happens yeah yeah and, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm in now i'm hooked and it's not expensive it's cheap. no it's affordable and can yeah. i bring my family can absolutely. You, absolutely you can bring 100 family friendly my kids Boom. go to the shows the guys know better they, some companies in town they might Push it, little, push yeah, it little, push it, yeah. and blood and certain things that are just too much. PWA has been the most professional and respected company in this city and province for 18 years for a reason, and that's they want to keep everybody that comes to the show coming back, even if they're coming back just to spit in my face because I broke their hearts. I know I will be. <laughs> that's amazing, Gavin. You want to plug some shit? Uh, puck hockey, puck P- hockey, P U C K H C K Y. If you enter the rink. And uh, the website there, when you're checking out, you're going to get 10% off and oh, free fuck. shipping on orders huh. over 100 bucks. What? So, P-U-C-K-H-C-K-Y dot com. They're keeping you looking good, and damn it, that's oh, a hard damn, job. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I can't say thank you enough to the both of you. Thad, you're more than welcome to come back on at any point. Oh, come shoot the to. shit. We'll talk Star Wars next time. Gavin, you just keep showing up, and I love it. Yeah, anytime I, you guys want me down, I'll be here, fucking, man. I'll be you here. guys, you two, the best. Thank you. I'm Alex. Chappelle, Ivan. Gavin. 
Thaddeus Archer III. Stay awesome. That was another episode of The Awesome Hour. You can get all our info at theawesomehour.com. Don't forget to rate and review us, follow our social media, and leave a comment below. Stay awesome.